0: Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me and my guest, Kristen Tomasino. She is the founder and CEO of Tomasino Media can I speak? Thomasino Media and Buddy Town Consulting. Welcome to the show, Kristen.
1: Hi, Marcia. Thanks for having me on your show. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, this is this is going to be one of those shows where people are going to have spent an hour listening to your story and be inspired by you because I am, but also very much informed about who you are, and what you do, and why. But let's just start off a little bit by just letting our our listeners know just a little bit about yourself. Tell us just a little bit about you.
1: Well, thanks again, Marcia, for having me on your show. Um, you know, so I've lived a pretty interesting life. Um, you know, I'm 42 years old, and I'm a 20-time author. Um, I'm also a data scientist. I've I've had a pretty, uh, you know, extensive career uh, working with lots of different organizations, helping them find success through different uh, technology solutions. And, um, and, you know, just to kind of kick it off, I mean, you know, I know we're out here on the West Coast in Los Angeles, but uh, I grew up actually, uh, you know, on the East Coast. And, you know, I was born in Maryland. And uh, and then we moved south to uh, Jacksonville, Florida, uh, you know, in the early 80s and '86. Um and that's really where I grew up. Um my dad was part of the uh the railroad. He worked for uh Chessy oh. Railroad at the time and it became CSX. So mm-hmm. um they moved their base to Jacksonville and so did we. So um but what, yeah. So what
0: what brought you out to California?
1: Well, um, you know, I was working in the East Coast. I was actually based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And, um, you know, I had an accident, and uh, that accident really kind of changed my life. You know, unexpected events happen, and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, California was kind of this, like, destination for me um, as a goal um, for part of my rehabilitation. So I had to, uh, you know, kind of overcome some pretty interesting circumstances uh, to be here and to Mm -hmm. do the work that I'm doing today.
0: Well, that's a perfect segue. Hmm, I wonder if we planned this. So um, take us back to 2016. What happened to you then?
1: Well, back in 2016, I was, um, you know, helping build one of the largest business-to-business networks in the country. And, um, you know, again, you know, unexpected events happen. You know, they would say, like, anything could happen to you in life, well, That happened to me, and um, I fell down 15 feet of stairs in my house, and uh, it was a loft apartment, and it happened because of my little dog, Gumbo, um, believe it or not. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, usually he'd just be kind of on the right side of me, and he would come down the stairs, but this time he was on the step where my foot was supposed to be, and I tried to step over him, and I missed, and uh, and I went down. So, yeah.
0: You know... Um, I, if you could look at my body right now, what you would see are goosebumps. And I didn't know that's the impetus behind gumbo, which we're going to talk about a little later. I also live in a two-story home. I have a mm-hmm. cat. A lot of people know about Miss Kitty. And I have to say to her, please do not step in front of me. I do not want to fall down my stairs. And you know mm-hmm. and so i can I can see how something so unexpected and unplanned it changed the whole direct trajectory of your life, didn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean absolutely. I mean, I went from you know being on the top of my game and you know going around the country and helping different communities of people with financial technology to um, continuing to try to do that with great teams, but then struggling uh, dramatically with my health for many years.
0: Wow. We're, gonna, we're going to, we're going to, I am I feel so um, privileged and honored to have you be on the show with me today, Kristen, because your story is remarkable, and we're going to be talking about that part of your story and your book. But what, and moving forward, so you. you had this terrible fall in 16, what happened in the summer of 2019?
1: Yeah, so, you know, just like kind of everybody uh you know you you try different things and you try to see what you can uh you know if different uh, therapies may work for you and doctors and you know when I had fallen down the stairs my body went through um pretty significant decline over those years because I started to you know continue to get increases in pain and Um, You know, I went to uh, specialists and other people to try to find help, but unfortunately, one of the, you know, treatments that we tried, it didn't work, and, you know, my body went into uh, full body weakness in the summer of 2019, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that was pretty challenging because, um, you know, I couldn't hold my body up for longer than an hour, and... I was already uh, in a pretty big struggle with my case at this time already because in uh, the year before, like in August of 2018, um, I had, you know, kind of a little thing happen with my neck, and then I felt kind of a pain, and then I, you know, passed out, and from that point, I had right side weakness. And uh, that right side weakness didn't go away. Um, I went into training, uh, you know, with a physical therapist who happened to be one of my good friends who owned a PT practice herself. And I was like, "Hey, Dr. Tatum, can you help me?" And uh, you know, she uh, was trying her best to help me with different therapies and coaching, and um, also in conjunction with my specialists and um, you know, neurologists and uh, rheumatologists. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, this is my life, you know, Marcia now like in my mid-30s, and, you know, I was like a, you know, a top revenue producer and leader, and, you know, designed strategies for, you know, teams to go across the country and do public speaking, and now suddenly my my legs and my body aren't working the way they should be.
0: Mm -hmm. Were you in a lot of pain? I presume you were.
1: Oh, yeah, like pretty much after I fell down the stairs, it, Felt like I was walking on glass. So, oh my gosh! Um, that was like the number one like feeling that I had. and They call it, you know, plantar fasciitis. Um, oh yes. But uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that.
0: I am. I am. I am familiar yeah. with that. Uh, and it's it's a well, my, my when I had it, it was related to my heel. And you know something? It's because mm-hmm. I fell. I forgot that was so many years ago. It's because I fell. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. I had I ended up at a podiatrist because I had it was like exactly what oh my god it's exactly what you mm-hmm. said I got out of bed and I felt like I was stepping on pins wow that's, that's interesting right. wow well we're gonna get mm-hmm. more b- into that but I thought before we did before we get into that major topic of what I'd like to talk about you you are a rock star my friend and not everybody starts businesses but you you did you managed to have started two businesses your kristintomasino.com which is your tomasino media and then you started buddy town consulting Uh, If you could just, Mm -hmm. and I've got both of those websites up in front of me right now, so for those of you that're thinking, well, how do you spell this? Because Kristen could be spelled with a C, but Kristen spells Mm -hmm. her name with a K. So I'm going to spell that for you, everyone. It's K R I S T E N. The word Thomas T H O M A S -S I N O. Thomasino dot Kristen's name, and you can find her and I will make sure that you have ways of finding her. So that's your media page. And then you also have another page called BuddyTown.com, which is also very helpful and, and, and informative. So maybe you could just kind of tell us in a nutshell what these two businesses do.
1: Sure. Um, so I really founded these for two different purposes. Um, the media company, uh, Thomasina Media, is really to help me tell my story through various collection pieces that I created. Um, you know, when I thought about all the different, you know, lessons that came out of um, kind of why I got sick and then how I got better, um, I wanted to be able to really address different demographics and age groups. And um, one of the other, you know, big things, too, is that, you know, when you go through a major rehabilitation you know there's there's happy parts and there's sad parts and so i've mm-hmm. um you know created content that kind of addresses those emotions because i think it's important for us to be real about what happens uh when you go into deep suffering and it's yes. not pretty all the time and it's embarrassing and sometimes you know you know people uh you know have to you know be in and out of your life right and that's okay mm-hmm. um but it's important that we um recognize, you know, that, you know, people suffer in different ways and uh that's why I created this. Um, hopefully mm-hmm. also so some people would be able to uh, you know, maybe find some nuggets and make their own health team, you know, and just get inspired to to try. Um sometimes, you know, uh, conditions like this can seem hopeless and mm-hmm. when I, you know, would go on the internet trying to find answers, I would get really depressed because I would read what would happen, right? And I wanted to, um, you know, yes, talk about the truth of what happens, but I also wanted to, um, you know, shed um, some joy into the world, you know, and say, look, optimism and hope. So here, let's look at these other things, right, um, Mm -hmm. as well, um, when we look at the big picture. So that's why I created Tomasino Media, and uh, there's about 20 different books in my collection there's merchandise and there's also um you know kind of these photography meditative journals that yes. I also um you know have been able to do these art shows with and one of the recent ones that I did um was with the uh the veterans at the uh Veterans Row here in uh, the VA hospital in LA and uh, oh, so that's wow. just been a great um fun time working with that group and learning about that community so
0: you are just a giver, and you know, it's, um, when we start talking about your book, I'm just going to mention this now because I'm looking at your website and I'm looking what you're wearing, and it reminds me, my first inclination when I look at this is th- there's that flag information that I get from this, the stripes and the stars, but I, I'm seeing Rocky Balboa. I'm seeing a fighter. I'm seeing somebody that says, you're not taking me down I can do this. I've got this. I see such enthusiasm. Like I can do this, and and that's that is that is what I got by looking at this photo of you, and and that that page is really well constructed, and I, I would recommend that people visit your your media page because it's it's great. But then you started Buddy Town, right? Everybody needs a buddy. Mm-hmm. What's that all about?
1: Yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, I got inspired over the years um, to think about different ways um, to help communities, and that was part of my work before working with financial technology and different mm-hmm. uh, organizations that help um, businesses and, and people win. And that has always been a huge passion of mine to. Um, you know, be able to uh, continue that work. And that was a big goal for my rehabilitation was could I reenter, you know, my old career again, but can I also now open it up with new things and ways that I help our communities. And so one of the big things that I think about is Buddytown is really my action arm. And, um, you know, I I put together like three think tanks, for example, um, to learn more about key areas in our communities. And, you know, I started with um, health. And so I connected with these amazing health advocates um, that were working with fibromyalgia, autoimmune diseases like lupus, other folks that work with, like, veterans. And I just listened to them and said, hey, you guys are really ladies are really the top leaders here, help me understand, Mm -hmm. you know, what could we be doing better, right, for the patient communities. And um, I just learned a lot from the Support Fibromyalgia Network, Melissa Talwar, you know, Looms for Lupus with Estella and Wanamata, and, um, you know, these veteran voices for fibromyalgia um, with Crystal Kent. These ladies have just educated me on what really is kind of happening? So that was important to get up to date, you know, because while mm-hmm. I was rehabilitating, I just focused on me, you know? Sure. That was kind of important. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I would say that um, that's a focus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, goodness. I, wanted
1: to, I wanted to be as strong as possible, so I disconnected from a lot of this stuff for a long time, right, purposefully. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then the next one that I did was really for um, teachers and learning from teachers. And so I published as part of my collection uh, the Social Good magazine, and I interviewed some of my friends that I met while I was on a 225-acre ranch in Malibu training. Um, it, uh, you know, and I interviewed them. They're uh, Portland school teachers, and I uh, talked to them just about you know, what they thought about current events, and uh, they were kind of educating me about what's been going on with the children and um it's just fascinating to me because when I decided to retire in late twenty nineteen uh to do this project and to work on my body um the uh you know big reason why I did that was because I read some of the um you know some of the statistics from the c d c and they were talking at that time you know about how you know i think it was like twenty eight to twenty nine percent of children were already sick with one of the top ten chronic illnesses.
0: Wow. And
1: and then hmm. adults were like six out of ten. And that was in twenty nineteen, had one of the top ten chronic illnesses. Hmm. So that, that was, was pretty startling. startling to me For Yep, we use yeah. the same
0: word. That is startling. I so let's let's move over to your book and let's let's spend mm-hmm. the rest of our time really in this informative inspiring educational side of you because you most Mm -hmm. recently published a book it's your true story discipline rigor and accountability so let's talk about what this book is about and how we're going to be you know talking about fibromyalgia so tell us about your book
1: sure so um it's the way that I put it together is not like a, a traditional kind of book. Um, I wanted it to be um, informative and help people to have questions that they think about for themselves. But at the same time, like, I wanted to share with people, like, my actual entries. Um, so I wrote a lot um, during when I was sick. And I did that very purposefully um, because, one, you know, one of my things with my doctors as we said, you know, is that, I need to journal every day, um, how I'm feeling, what's going on, you know, what, uh, you know, symptoms, uh, what does it feel like? What, how does music affect me? Other types of environmental things. So I, um, did that and I knew that, you know, whether I lived or if I died, I wanted people to have my research, uh, because I knew that what I was experiencing was not normal, uh, but I wasn't the only person. And um so I captured these uh, various entries and I put them together in a book and it gives people really an understanding of the symptoms um and how it felt to me. And my hope is that others can read those and you know say, Wow, um I I might experience something like that and if mm-hmm. and if they are, my hope is is that at the end of the book what I've done is I've put together A guide for them um, to think about you know with some of the things that I looked into for health resources and how to make their own game plan for success and it's really I'm not a doctor and I'm not going to be a doctor my dad is a Uh doctor my brother Mm -hmm. is a dentist a doctor you know others my health team Um, but if I can encourage people to uh, not give up hope and create a full health team of all the different Uh roles that's really my goal with this book specifically
0: I love that. I I love that. And maybe a good place for us to start for people that are going to be following your story, and maybe they're going, "Wow, I had no idea." We've, We've we've mentioned the word fibromyalgia now a couple of times, but I think what would be really helpful for everyone is to understand what what is fibromyalgia and how does how does one you know how do you get that so. Talk talk to us about it. Educate us. Understanding, of course, that we know you're not a doctor, but from your perspective, what you know.
1: Right. So what I experienced, and, you know, I was formally diagnosed by a neurologist, and then as well, a rheumatologist, right, worked with me. That's how I got my diagnosis. Um, And really, you know, what they observed and what I uh, continue to observe in myself was just, I had a number of issues with um, lots of different symptoms, and those symptoms could be brought on by uh, various inputs and changes in my environment. And so, um, basically, kind of what happens is, is that you know, for me, my nervous system basically gets under attack, and so all my senses get heightened. Right, my my sense of smell, my hearing, my sight. All kinds of things happen um and so when I mean that it's like if I'm like uh triggered by like pollution, for example, I may mm-hmm. see stars right um I may have a if I smell air pollution, I start tremoring and shaking right um wow. and I start feeling muscle spasms begin um. If I eat certain things, right, they could um make me feel very, very ill, like give me a migraine headache, for example. Um, hmm. so these are uh fibromyalgia, um it's been noted that people can exhibit up to two hundred plus symptoms. Um Really? A lot of <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of people end up getting other uh diseases or conditions that they are diagnosed with as comorbidly. And um and so that's why the um condition is so significant and that's really a, you know a reason why I'm telling my story. Is, mm-hmm. you know, one of the um you know, big uh things here is that when I start looking at all the different people and learning from the communities, you know, who has it and why do they have it, you know, everybody's searching for answers that mm-hmm. so many millions are suffering. Um, You know, people were affected by pollution. They were affected by um, an injury that happened, like they had had an accident or a car accident, and they didn't heal. They just kept having full-body pain, just like me. Um, You know, there are people that had gotten a virus, and they're not feeling well, right, after that happened because their body was weakened. Um, Other things like, you know, intense trauma or, you know, major stress, like veterans, a lot of them have it, for example, I learned, so um you know the condition is very debilitating, and over time, um what I experienced was that under certain conditions, your body can really degrade, and you know you go into kind of that final stage of that full body weakness where you're just really fighting for your life, and I had a hard time breathing, so like I had to you know rebuild how I breathed. <laughs> Just well, like That's, I've got wow. to do humming exercises and sing oh. every day because I need to rebuild my lungs. <laughs> you know, you this know? is
0: so interesting to me because what you just described is something I wasn't aware of, especially as you, as you talked about veterans as well. But I made the presumption that fibromyalgia was caused only by an actual injury where something, like when you said you fell down the stairs, but or somebody's in a car accident or something like that, but you're saying not 100% is that the reason. Am I right? Did I understand that correctly?
1: Yes. That's what um, other you know patients, and if you look at groups like the Support Fibromyalgia Network, that they're okay. finding from uh, folks that are registering their network, that it's happening to us for all different kinds of reasons. But we all are suffering from very similar symptomology. And that's the important thing because, you know, in today's world, we all talk about, um, you know, why we're different, but mm-hmm. I think we need to start talking about why we're alike and why we're human. Because one of the things that, you know, we did with in my particular case was we looked at other conditions, um, and we looked at various treatments because it affected my life so impact so much. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of a big lesson uh you know for for i think what i'm trying to share with the world especially as a data scientist um the trends are there uh we just have to look at the data a little bit differently
0: well i think that's that's you know there's those aha moments like oh wow i didn't know that so here you are this this bubbling human, just doing all these different things, getting these companies started, blah blah blah, you're just doing it all, and then whammo. so how is how has this so this started with the fall in sixteen, but you weren't really um diagnosed until nineteen is that did I understand that right so for like three years, you didn't right. have an actual diagnosis
1: that's right i I went wow. to different Frustrated. doctors. Yeah, you know, just like wow. others, you know, I went to different doctors, and um, I was lucky from the fact that you know the organization I was with had great health benefits, and so I used the health benefits, and I went to um, you know really as many specialists as I could find, right, sure. um, that I could go through in that system, to start to try to understand what was going on with me. So, mm-hmm.
0: so how so. How, I'm curious, you know you just you know you're starting businesses. How has this impacted your life?
1: Um, well, back in that time period, it was very difficult um on certain days to operate. I had a great um you know team and community around me when I was in Charlotte, and so you know I used different services and uh tools right to help me get along um mm-hmm. You know, for later, though, what I really had to focus on, especially, like, when I was in, uh, you know, kind of these impaired, you know, mobility states and, you know, really heavy brain fog was also, you know, having safety and security, right? And mm-hmm. tools that, you know, when I started experiencing, you know, forgetting things and having a hard time, you know, using my energy just to move, um, you know, you can't really think very well. Um, yeah. So I knew potentially what was happening with me based on the research that I had done. And I said, okay, this is, uh, potentially a reality that I'm going to have challenges doing things. So, um, I started, you know, really, uh, saving money, making a plan. Uh, you know, I, I left myself kind of clues. Right in mm-hmm. different ways, um, and I number one thing I did was just you know I, I had to make a network right of resources um, that I could you know count on uh, while I trained, and um, these were things that I just said look um, you know when you find out that you have like a condition like that and you're starting to experience what you're experiencing you know, you could either kind of you know be like well I. I <laughs> I'm just going to quit because that's what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can make a decision and make a make a your best attempt, right? To to sure. fight and see what happens. So that's what I did. It's,
0: you know, it's funny. Um, my husband's words come in and out of into my ears, oftentimes when I'm talking to people, and it just happened. And he mm-hmm. would say, "Now he he was an engineer." So right away, you know, that, that they're a category mm-hmm. on to themselves. But he lived very simply by saying it is what it is, adapt.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and mm-hmm. he wasn't sarcastic about it. He wasn't pompous about it. It was just his mindset that, and his training and just his whole DNA of who he was. And it sounds like based on being a data scientist that you've mentioned a couple of times, you haven't used those words um, and it isn't like you give up, but you adapt and you say, well, now what? Now I'm, I'm not going to just, you know, um, go into a rabbit hole and, and you're never going to see me again. And I think that that is what's so inspiring ab- about you. It's one of the many things I find inspiring about you. And you. I- I'm I'm curious, um, you must have made some observations along this way. So... What were the top three, maybe, that you could tell us that you were observing during
1: this time? Yeah, you know, it, it's funny that you use that term. It is what it is, and that's uh-huh. saying, um I had a I had a leader that I worked with, and that's what he used to say. Yeah. And he, he lived to it. Going. He
0: believed it. Yeah. 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 I always said and, yeah, and, but, and he'd say no. It's not a yeah, but. It's a, it is what it is. I was like, okay. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But that no, I just, it, no, sometimes it is. he just he floats in, you know. So so tell us about those observations that that you came across.
1: Well, the part, you know, of it being, you know, it is what it is, and you know, you just have to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Um, that really is a big, you know, lesson, right? You can't just um, stop and get frozen, um, right. and particularly like with you know this type of condition. Um, you know, it doesn't matter, like, who you are. Um, you know, number one, we all have to keep moving. And, and and even just down to, like, a cellular level, you have to think about the fact that we have to, you know, keep the blood flow, um, you know, in our bodies, right, moving mm-hmm. and performing correctly. Because no matter who we are, no matter what condition we have, if you don't have good blood flow, what happens? Yeah. Well. Yeah. the cells start to degrade and they don't perform mm-hmm. correctly, right? So that's the number one thing. Um, you know, keep moving and find ways to do that and um and then you know the second thing is really um, you know, community matters. Um, you know, everybody's human. I know that we all are, you know, unique individuals and we all grow up differently and have different inputs. That at the end of the day, we're all human and community matters. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, without my community of, you know, teachers and educators and, you know, not only did I have my, you know, Dr. Tatum Robinson, who is my amazing PT and good friend, right, who helped, you know, save my life, but I also had, you know, other great people that I was able to connect with, right, through my organization, my business, right, um, that I was working for at that time, uh, Avid Exchange, And I was able to get to great other doctors, right? And so I was able to get to neurologists, right, specialists, right? I was able to get to Dr. Chipman and, you know, be able to get to my Dr. Withers, who was my rheumatologist. And then I was able to get to a vocational rehabilitation specialist. So at the end of the day, you know, um, community matters, And um, Mm -hmm. that's really a big thing. And and family, of course. You know, my family has been here for me in different ways. Even though I've wanted my independence, um, Mm -hmm. they've always kind of let me know that they're here. But I'm like, I've always been like, I just want to be able to keep my mobility and have my life. Don't baby me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Because I, I didn't i didn't you know I didn't want to be in assisted living. I could have chose that I had the the means and the ways to do that, but i I didn't want that you know I wanted to be able to be where I am today on the phone with you you know talking to you absolutely show. that's great so that's so that was the second one, and then the last one really is just nutrition matters um you know for me, based on what happened to my body and uh, seeing the impacts of how food specifically and other key nutrients affected me, um, food is fuel, and um, you know if we can uh, teach others you know and also Find ways to keep it affordable uh, on the supply chain and getting you know proper nutrients to people, I think that we can get some some pretty major impacts in our communities because I just literally lived it you know i i've uh, ate very uniquely for the last three years uh, to try to get the results and i've gotten results so um, so i 'm an advocate for you know nutrition matters
0: you know that's that's interesting because it just takes. The, Where they say the proof is in the pudding, no no pun intended, but when you see that you've made that kind of a change and then you see the results you're looking for, you're going, hmm, I can see why that's important and 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 i I also you, know, you and I have never met, but and I think anybody that's listening to this understands that you are very determined and and you know and and you're not a give up person. So I'm just curious. You've mentioned quite a few different doctors. What types of services did you need to get you to where you are right now?
1: So um, uh, that I really focused on was if I could just pull out all the stops, right, Mm -hmm. and get my legs and my arms and my body working again, uh, I was going to invest in it, right? Um, a lot of people, uh, you know, save and save money for retirement. Well, I was kind of faced with this decision that what if I don't have my retirement, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I I uh, made this investment. So some of the things that really made a difference, um, I had physical therapy uh, two times per week in a clinic. So I did that for like 66 weeks straight. And I had uh, oh, one wow. of those sessions was was a specialized therapy session uh, that the PT had recommended for intramuscular stimulation where she basically put like, you know, 1,500 plus needles into me. Um, oh over 66 weeks straight into the muscle knots. And that helped me, you know, keep from locking up from all the tremors and the spasms. So, oh you know, this God. is super, super important, you know, that we have specialists, right, that can do also techniques like that, right? Um, because... For me, muscle relaxers weren't working anymore and none of the other heavy prescriptions. So Mm -hmm. I didn't have any other choices in Charlotte, North Carolina, right, because I wasn't also out here in, you know, California, right, where Mm -hmm. there's different options out here too. So PT was a big deal two times per week. I'm a huge fan of, of telling people about that because, you know, my story is like, You know, I literally had to rebuild all my muscles. So, like, I would pull things or do things, and I'd be like, ow, that hurts. Now I just messed that one up. And Dr. Tatum and John, uh, her assistant, would tell me, you know, um, we'll try this now, right? Um, And that's how I got there. So that was huge. Um, Other things were, like, massage therapy professionals. Uh, When I came out to California, I ended up hiring a resource two times a week to really work through my legs and my full body. Um, Because I had muscle knots and spasms everywhere uh, Mm. my skin was like super tight and I had a lot of bunched up You know knotted areas and so that required a lot of time on a table uh, you know with a a professional therapist and I'd be screaming on there, but um, It at the end of it it ended up, you know helping me with my flexibility and getting that blood flow returned so um, even though I had a lot more pain That's a huge part of my story is, you know, there isn't really like an instantaneous Mm -hmm. fix. You know, Um, there's a lot of pain every day. And so um, when you hit a certain level of pain, if these things go on for long enough like they did with me, um, you know, your your brain gets overwhelmed. And when your brain begins to get overwhelmed, then you've got to have help like with things like vocational rehabilitation. And I had a specialist for that, too. And so, uh, before I came to California, I went through, uh, you know, training with a great one, Leticia Williams, and she would, you know, teach me basics again. Like I had a hard time counting and thinking and, uh, you know, doing cognitive, basic cognitive tasks. So like I went from, you know, being a data scientist on stage and, you know, talking about lots of financial solutions to not even being able to count. Wow. Uh,
0: How did you mentally yeah. keep yourself from being
1: discouraged? Um, I invested in mental health resources of various kinds, you know, coaches. Okay. But I also, um, one of the great things that I love about, um, you know, the Internet today is mm-hmm. um, there's amazing teachers that are out there, uh, like uh, people that do meditations and then positive you know, thinking and, uh, you know, motivational speaking. And so I literally would just, I would turn those on. And every time I would feel sad, you know, and that was a big thing I talked to my specialists about was, you know, it's okay for me to feel it, you know, it's normal, right? But then Mm -hmm. I had to let myself feel it for only a little bit, but then I had to then, you know, purposely, you know, do things like hypnosis or meditations or listen to a motivational speaker to bring me up, right? Right. And so I had to really be aware of my, and you know, I do this still. You know, what, You know, how am I feeling? What's my mood? Um, right. You know, mental health is. It also, you know, if you're not feeling good um, and your body is is very weakened, you can actually make yourself symptom worse. And I experienced wow. that at times. So you know, um, sometimes you need specialists, right? Because you, you know sure your friends. Mm-hmm. They they're not going through it, and you know, frankly, it's not really their responsibility, you know. And it's a lot, and so that's why there are these great resources, right, mm-hmm. that can help you with like really complex trauma, like kind of what right. I experienced. You know, that's okay. You know?
0: you know, it's funny. Um, maybe off the uh, at another time, you and I can talk about this. I have a person that coaches people on TED talks. I think that's a place for you. Okay. Um, I do. So let's talk a little bit about some of these other symptoms because, God, I just could keep you on the phone forever. Tell us a little bit about brain fog and and, and how you would define what brain fog means.
1: Sure. So I I experienced it, and um, basically, you know, it's uh <laughs> there's lots of things that begin to happen. Um, first of all, you know, people begin to feel, and I started noticing this with myself, I had a hard time finding words. Um, I'd be, like, talking to somebody or thinking about something, and then I'd be like, oh, I had a thought, it's gone. Yeah. And, um And then, you know, it started being where when I would try to say certain things or say certain words, I would actually kind of garble it up. And, um, we just start happening and I remember, you know, different friends and others kind of looking at me like, what, you know, um, and I'd be like, what, you don't understand, you know? Um, and, and then, you know, the other things that started to happen, um, pretty significantly would be, you know, when my energy was exhausted in particular, um, you know, people would be talking to me and, you know, I'd be trying to listen and understand, actually comprehend what they were saying. And it would just be like too much and it would jumble Uh in my brain um Mm. later when i was at really really high levels of pain uh when i was in the training in particular um you know trying to think about any kind of major thing actually generated more pain for me because using any more additional energy on anything besides just sleeping and zoning out after i had done my exercises was too much um So, you know, stuff like that. I mean, even like where I'd be, you know, I'd forget to eat, right? I'd forget to take medication. I wouldn't remember. Like I'd wake up sometimes and, um, you know, I'd be like, why am I here? What is this? You know, what did I do? You know, I'm waking up to like electricity, you know, in my body, like zapping me, you know, because that's why Mm. I'm waking up from my nervous system pain. But then I'm like, you know, what's going on? And so I had tools like uh, journals and other things that I would keep beside me and other types of tools that would help me stay on track. Because, you know, what's really Mm -hmm. dangerous when you have brain fog is, especially like for somebody who's a patient, if you're taking some of these medications, especially these high-powered medications, you really have to be careful. Like, I was on muscle relaxers. So I had to have systems in place, right, that, that made me realize if I had taken it or not because they weren't really doing much for my pain at a point anyway, right? Wow. Um, and so I could have, you know, OD'd or other things, for example, if I went to, oh my goodness. you know, put these types of uh, systems in place, right, to protect myself. And that's why I get passionate about talking about this because brain fog is – embarrassing, you know, for a lot of people. Nobody wants to admit it. And um mm-hmm. you know, and then if you're a professional, um, you know, there's all kinds of other, you know, connotations right. with that and right. how people perceive you, right? Mm-hmm. And what my good news story is is, you know, I've you know, I I had uh, you know the severe fibromyalgia and the impacts from that. You know I'm a person that's had, you know, concussions in my life, um, other things. And one of the big things about it is that, you know, for me, I really did have to, you know, focus in on lots of neural exercises, right, again, Mm -hmm. to rewire those circuits. So that's kind of what brain fog is. It's really hard to, like, connect um, Mm -hmm. with your own mind and your own thoughts.
0: Gosh, you know, you said concussion, and this just takes me over to what was just happening this past weekend on the – in sports I was just like come on Um, anyway um, I I, I have so many questions I still want to ask you um, and I just I'm trying to decide because I want you to fully be able to answer them because you are um, you're educating us so briefly I guess what I'd like to know do you still have muscle spasms now
1: Um, so right now they're under control and okay. I do different therapies that manage this, so one of the things I mentioned to you uh earlier was that uh you know I do different um inputs as well as I use different tools, and so okay. you know I have uh you know mechanical tools that I stay loose and I exercise every day right Those things help me. I also eat well, right if I right. do things that you know change some of that those inputs um for example. Or some of my nutritional inputs, then those can come back to me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But for now, the great news is is that uh, they've been under control, and and I've been able to continue to increase my uh, physical capabilities, um, and uh, and also do martial arts now, even.
0: Oh my gosh, really? Ah. I just I just saw the Karate Kid in my head. Um, Wow, that's that's that's. Um, Do you still um, experience chronic fatigue though? I mean, are you still having this muscular weakness?
1: Well, one of the things that was pretty interesting is once we got the muscle spasms under control, right? First started with Mm -hmm. Dr. Tatum helping me with the needle therapy, and then I've had to keep on you know, maintaining my diet and other things that we did in my uh, case. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that happened is I started getting more energy again. And I also did other things like, like, uh, you know, my brother did a lot of research, right? Again, he studied tons of other conditions to see why, you know, because from pretty much everybody, like when you don't have energy to connect, like your thoughts to your muscles, you're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, for me, I uh, and my brother, he was just like, we're not we're going to figure this out. And so, you know, I do different technology like infrared light and other mm-hmm. types of things like keeping pollution elements away from me. You know, I live right by the ocean in the clean air purposefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also did other things, you know, like cold water training in Malibu. Right. For months on end. Wow. Uh, to recondition my cells. And um Just by, you know, doing a combination of various therapies, um, you know, also including other things here like it's legal in California like cannabis, those types of things have helped me overcome. And right Mm -hmm. now, you know, I just keep training. Um, One of the things I do is I test myself weekly um, by continuing to exercise on pretty – uh, you know, doing weights now, uh, martial arts, hitting the heavy bags down at Muscle Beach, and other things. And the great news is, you know, three years later, you know, I just checked in with my rheumatologist. And I told him what I was up to, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm doing great, doctor. I'm not getting tired. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting brain fog. I'm able to do all kinds of things, and I'm able to do extensive workouts. So um, that's the exciting thing right now. Um, you yes. bet what's next, right? If I can get to this stage, um why not keep training and and see what else I'm capable of? So that's one part of what I'm focused on kind of for 2023.
0: I think that's I think that's wonderful that you're that you're doing that because it it um keeps you in the here and now and um and it and and then you start and you you're very um easy to speak with. My guess is that you're not uncomfortable sharing your story, and um, and therefore what you do is, is, is sort of you give what you get, and um, when you are giving sort of your encouragement of what you've experienced, you get in return that affirmation that says, gosh, she was able to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check this out. First of all, I'm going to go buy her book. And um, your book is absolutely prominently displayed on my website, so people can not only look at your book there. We're going to talk a little bit about your other books because you're just you're just a go. You're like the roadrunner. You just keep going, and and it doesn't sound like that's not to say that you don't have your days where it's like I just can't do this anymore, (laughs) and you probably do, I would guess. And then you have that other conversation with yourself. Maybe you have it out loud. Sometimes that, that's what I have to do to just sort of redirect my thought processes and, and say, but you can do this. You can turn this. So it sounds like you've had a wonderful, wonderful team that has been able to support you along this way. In so many ways, including your family and having a doctor that's in your family is too. It's, it's really pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, my uh, having my my dad, you know, he's always been like such a big influence, right? Of never giving up and just mm-hmm. keep trying, you know. And he's a uh, you know, he's a uh, he's an army veteran, so he's a lieutenant colonel, but he won wow. the Legion of Merit. And you know, congratulations! Uh, oh, thank you. He's all about serving our country, and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, he's been a great dad, and my mother has been very supportive as well, and they just said, just keep trying, you know. And I'm sure that at times it was frustrating for them that I didn't, you know, come home to Ponte Vedra, Florida and spend time with them, right, during this. But um, I needed to uh, test certain variables being out here specifically, um, you know, with the environment, with it being a drier climate and how it affects me and so sure. that was a big deal and um and then also you know like um you know i uh you know things happen to me and it's important for me to be able to stand on my own and be empowered and my parents mm-hmm. have always you know pushed me uh you know they knew that i had you know headaches and stuff when i was a kid and challenges but they always told me you know just keep going and keep trying and um and uh you know so i've been super lucky there despite you know my like my luck with my body, but, uh, but, um, but I've been busy and, you know, teaching, you know, others is really important to me. You know, the, the book discipline, rigor and accountability is my hope is, you know, that others will, you know, open their eyes and say, wow, like I, I felt that before, or I know somebody like that and they might appreciate this. Mm -hmm. Um, and also just, you know, just the fact that like, you know, look, everybody's story is a little bit different, but. You know, mm-hmm. Don't give up hope. Like I you know, like I could have given up and I didn't. And I had, you know, tons of people in my community that surrounded me, you know, online and told me they loved me and kept cheering me on, even though I was angry mm. at times and, and frustrated, you know, um and a- alone, you know, but uh but they were cool. So, you know, I just I appreciate everybody in that community, uh as well. Um but so, you know, I I always wanted to like, you know, get be a be a writer and published right that was it was a goal of mine so like um you know fulfilling you know kind of publishing my true story was a big deal but Kind of also, you know, pushing on and saying, look, you know, I want to share with the world, you know, other ideas. So, you know, I, I put together the Social Good magazine because I really felt like, you know, it's super important right now to, to teach others, you know, about uh, some of the things that I went through, but also to, to challenge, you know, kind of teens and others to to think about how they live their life and how do you connect with community and how do you respond when bad things happen? Um, Mm -hmm. so you know I I put that together I've got another volume of that coming out actually uh, later this year where I go on a fun tour Um, Mm -hmm. and then you know Gumbo you know he's my big inspiration you know my little buddy wife down on the stairs Um, so I had to write our story right and I didn't you know I I wanted to write it in a way that kids could understand and the disabled right Um, but without um, you know overdoing it on certain concepts right um because again you know children are very impressionable and so mm-hmm. um i created this you know uh beautiful story of us you know going through eight volumes of us in our life in charlotte north carolina and then traveling all across the country to los angeles and uh our adventures up in malibu on uh you know geraldine gillian's beautiful 225 acre ranch so wow um yeah, so it's it's just a fun story and there's lots of great lessons and um mm-hmm. you know during my time uh you know in healing another big deal was you know sometimes like you know my brain hurt so like I couldn't read all the time but I needed oh. to you know escape or think of something else right uh, mm-hmm. especially when I was laying or when I'd be walking um, and, and training. And so I took lots and lots of photos. I have a huge uh, actual photography uh, portfolio. And uh, so I published those into meditative journals and uh, actually can do live shows of those and other kind of fun digital shows. Um, oh, but it's gosh. a great way for people to just forget their pain and uh, also see a lot of very beautiful landscapes in other areas of California and the country.
0: I love that you said that because one of the things that i found myself doing particularly after my husband passed away is i found this is before iphones where you were taking your phone everywhere to take pictures i was taking the camera and i would kind of joke and say i just gotta go take my camera for a walk and Mm -hmm. and take a picture of the birds or the sky or the leaves or wherever whatever i found a lot of comfort in that and and i've heard you sort of say something similarly um... i i I really want people to know that your websites are so filled with wonderful services and just everything about you, whether they go to BuddyTown or whether they go to your, um, your media page. I mean, they're great, and your books are available, and that's great. You have some other things, and I know we're getting towards the end of the show, but this is really exciting. You have some other things coming down the pike which I read about, on your website, and that's this documentary series. Can you tell us a Mm -hmm. little bit about what you plan to do with that?
1: Sure. So, you know, a huge part of, uh, again, me being able to teach, right, about what happened and then also, you know, prevention and advocacy uh, has been creating, you know, multiple pieces. But while I've been doing my training, I also decided to film what was happening with me. Various mm-hmm. pieces of uh, my adventures uh, in healing, but then also now some of the campaigns that I've been doing for social good, um, you know, as I got, you know, better, stronger and stronger, um, you know, I started really, you know, thinking about, okay, can I test myself, right? I mean, I used to not mm-hmm. be able to, like, go into, you know, go into really loud places, right? Because that would right. trigger a headache for me or I wouldn't be able to enjoy it, right? Um or, like, I would be able to stand for a very long time. So, like, you know, I go and I learn how to dance here in California and Los Angeles, and I hear some of the best DJs in town and musicians. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's pretty amazing, like, uh, in this crazy wild ride, you know, (laughs) you just meet so many people here in Los Angeles. And, um, you know, so I really created a fun participatory documentary series. And, you know, I wanted people to, to watch it and to think about, you know, as I'm, when I, once I deliver it to them, you know, really like, well, what if I took a step? Maybe I could have an adventure, and so it's mm-hmm. like, come with me, you know. Right. Um, and that come, you know, really takes them from you know when I'm struggling in Charlotte, North Carolina, trying to figure it out, uh, through you know my rehabilitation in Malibu, to then on to like when I go to I went to Minneapolis and uh, did a number of things there to observe what was happening and to learn about the community and Portland mm-hmm. and other areas. So. Lots of fun stuff, but um, that's uh, that's one of the next big pieces.
0: I think it's it's very exciting, and um, and I and I'm sure you know we use the word busy. I had a millennial tell me one time, I'm not busy, I'm productive. I went, she said, it sounds different, it feels different. Mm-hmm. Busy doesn't sound like a good thing. Production. Being productive, being active, those Mm -hmm. things—you know—that's that's what what, that's what resonates. That's what resonated for this millennial, and I've never forgotten that lesson. I probably she probably told me that nearly eight years ago, Um, and I think when we share our own stories, and we all have them, and let's face it, not everybody's interested. That's fine. Not everybody needs to hear our stories but you know when you when you look at the different things that you do and the different ways that you can affect people and you know you just never know by just this conversation that you and I are having i mean i've been thinking about all kinds of things just just regarding the veterans i have a i have a huge connection to the veterans out here and 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 how perhaps you could be someone that could speak to them about your story. And, I mean, I suppose, you know, if you um, had a publicist that was saying, I could keep you busy every day of the week, it's like, hold on now. I, I don't want to go that far. You know, there needs to be balance. And do you, do, you, do you have a way of balancing your life where you're just sort of like, okay, I've I, I, I had this podcast, I've done this, I've done that, I've got to go here, I've got that. Do you, do you have, how do you take time for yourself
1: yeah I mean, no matter what in my story you know i you know I was like other people, like I really cared about various missions, right? I care mm-hmm. about people so I can get really involved right and uh, you know, I used to be a person that worked you know eighty to a hundred hours a week, and mm-hmm. you know my life changed, and my priorities changed, and so number one, you know, just understanding you know, kind of what I need to make sure that my body is performing where it needs to perform and that mm-hmm. I'm still building strength. You know, my number one thing is, you know, making sure that I, that I can maintain this because I am an example for my community. Um, you are. You know, it's only been three years. Um, uh-huh. Really since, uh, you know, in my whole project here with Dr. Withers and Dr. Chipman and Dr. Robinson, and um, I am maintaining, so... Taking care of myself is always going to be a priority. Um, What I'm excited about is I've been partnering with amazing individuals on my consulting side as well as on the media side to help Mm -hmm. me get things done. You know, people that are also passionate and have like-minded goals, and that's where, you know, 2023 is going to be really exciting because, you know, I found some, some really cool people that want to do things in our communities, and you know, I've already been working with the fantastic, you know, people at Support Fibromyalgia Network and and Lynch for Lupus and others, right? And you know, these missions are are so important, but we do have to take care of ourselves because
0: we do. If you
1: don't take care of yourself, you don't have enough energy, right, to give exactly. it to anyone else.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It, it There is a balance there, and I remind myself that. And I'm just, I'm just curious: Is gumbo still with you?
1: Oh, of course! Yeah, oh, he's, good, he's still good. I don't know how old Gumbo he's, he's, is. Yeah, he's eight now, um, okay, but he's uh, but he's a dolly, and he's still around. I'm still. I have uh, new books actually with other adventures that I'm going to release in 2023, um, where our story continues um, because. I've had a lot of adventures with him out here in California and uh <laughs> there's more more of the story to tell.
0: More to come, more to come. Well, I got to tell you um I I I feel very honored that you've taken the time to share your story with me and I feel like there's a multiple connections and I feel like there's my mind is kind of racing like I need to introduce you to this person, I need to introduce you to that person and you know um just help you get this word out, because it's important, because it might just, you just never know where somebody listens to a podcast and goes, wow, this person understands my situation in a way that nobody else I've talked to, they love me, they care about me, but they don't really understand precisely what I've been through, but, but, but Kristen does, and listen and, and listen to her story. It's it's wonderful, Kristen. And and I'm just I'm just thrilled that you've taken the time to share this with me and for me to be able to share it with others because I do have repeat guests. And I could certainly see where maybe six, seven, eight months from now, maybe the same time next year, um, you can bring us up to date on what you've done since this episode because this has been fabulous and I just want to thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, uh, I'd love that. And um, you know, it's gonna be a fun year. I've got a lot of uh a lot of plans for twenty twenty three to try to make a difference and spread education and uh, grow the social good movement. Um, you know, I think it's uh, super important in our time, especially with current events,
0: and you especially
1: uh, with others like you to unify and uh, just to be positive voices right now in our communities. Um, you you bet. Know, Things have changed in certain circles, and time to tell more positive stories. So, thanks for giving me a chance on on your network. I appreciate it.
0: Well, my my pleasure, and to all of you that are listening. You know, make sure you when you go to my website, you will see all the links to Kristen to make this very easy for you, including her books. Look for her social magazine. Um, I believe you ha- you have it at Barnes and Noble. Is that correct? Is that a place where people can get your magazine?
1: Yeah, they can get it at Barnes and Noble. They can get it at Amazon. Um, you can see okay. my entire author portfolio on Amazon if you Perfect. type my name in, um, and you can see all yep. 20 collections.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I'm going to let you take um, gumbo out to go to the bathroom, all right? And um, and I just want to once again thank you for, for joining me and everyone that's been listening. If you know somebody that's experienced some of this experiences, please make sure that you share this information with them. It could be a game changer. And I'm going to let Kristen um, begin her day the rest of the afternoon, and um, you all have a wonderful day as well. Thank you once again. I'm going to let you go now. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you. You're welcome.